BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, very happy to welcome to the show on this episode, Jared Yates Sexton. I asked Jared to come on the show to just talk about the state of the world. Normally, when you ask folks to come on, you're like, oh, I'd like to talk about this specific thing. I'd like to talk about that specific thing, your book, your pod, your this, your that. And with this, it was just like everything just feels bad, right? And I feel bad and he feels bad and you feel bad and we feel bad. And sometimes you just need to be able to talk it out. And that's what this conversation with Jared is, as we continue to watch the horrific videos and news come out of Gaza and in Israel, as I continue to be just woefully disappointed in our leaders, and and I mean President Biden, as I continue to not be able to truly understand that there are millions of people justifying the murder of children, justifying it, and saying that it's okay. It's the means justify the end, right? There's collateral damage in war. It just really makes me weep for humanity. And at moments and times when we feel like everything outside of us is out of control, that is when it is important to begin to do the work internally. If that means reading, writing, gardening, caring for children, caring for yourself, caring for the elderly, if it means connecting with community in a way that feels whole to you, right? Because that's what is being called for right now. Donations, if you have the resources to be able to donate, if you can go through your closets and like empty them out and give away things like, we have to find a way to connect to our own humanity in the face of such depravity. 
That's what we're being called for and called to do in this moment. And so I was really looking forward to this conversation with Jared because, you know, he's a scholar, he's a human, he's a progressive, and he's someone whose social media and show I look to when I'm feeling alone and feeling like I'm the only one that is wanting to connect the dots and everyone else is just wanting to be an ostrich. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation with my friend, author, professor, podcaster, fellow badass, Jared Yates Sexton. Folks, um, I am always so grateful uh, when I get to talk to some of my favorite people, particularly in these precarious, dangerous, um, grief-riddled times. And Jared Yates Sexton, um, who is the author of The Midnight Kingdom, A History of Power, Paranoia, and the Coming Crisis. He is uh, also the co-host of the Muckrake podcast and just, you know, a person I need to talk to when the world feels like too goddamn much. Um, Jared, I will just start off by saying, how are you? How are you doing? How have you been? Well, I'll, I'll just say, first of all, I, I feel like when we're not talking, I'm talking to you in my head, <laughs> like I'm having an ongoing conversation with Moody. But then it's like when the shit really hits the fan, I feel like then we have to have an actual conversation. Yeah. So it's 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 very, very appreciated, but it's still so much. I, I am, you know, there's obviously a lot going on. I, I feel it. I'm sure you do as well. I'm sure your listeners do as well. Um, there are so many different, um, crises that are interlocking in every possible way. And they, they exert so much pressure yeah. on the individual, on society. And like all of them sort of play together. They're all knotted together. And so I guess the, the truthful answer to your question is that my I'm keeping my head above water, but mm -hmm. it, is, uh, it, it is the time that tries the soul. Yeah, I, I hear that and I feel that. Um, I think that these times, and particularly, I, I'm always asking those of us who make our living, you know, uh, analyzing, critiquing, writing about, um, marinating in uh, the crises that the world is under, whether or not you're an expert in foreign affairs, climate change, gun reform, any of these things, um, I think that the world is taking its toll in a way that I don't remember when I got into politics, when I got into policy, that I felt this dried out. So your 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 wording and your phrasing around drying of the soul. Um, I will ask you before we even dive into the analysis of it, how do you keep your head above water? Because that's the question that I'm getting a lot from the listeners of Woke AF, which is just like, they feel a sense of guilt if they're not in the news, watching it all day, reading every last bit, seeing every last horrible photo and video and exposing themselves. They feel a sense of guilt. So how do you manage? And if you're not managing well, please, you know, also share that to be in the fray, but not frayed. 
I mean, that that's the question, right? And and I'll go ahead and be honest because I'm, I, I, I think it's really important to say this stuff. I'm glad that you phrased it the way that you did because I haven't been okay. I haven't been well. Our our jobs are to look at some of the ugliest and most dangerous things happening in the world because this is a time where you have to. You have to pay attention to it. You have to care about it. You have to like connect the dots in a way that isn't comfortable. It doesn't feel good. The only thing that I have control over is this. It's myself. It's my experience. And it's the way that I communicate with others. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, my birthday was October 7th. Like I woke up on my birthday in a hotel room to see the the attack in Israel. And I knew immediately, I, I told somebody that morning, I said, I feel like I, I'm watching a modern version of Sarajevo in the early 20th century. Yep. Yeah. And and that feeling that that history and, and we've been feeling it for years now. Like there was a period of time where if you wanted to, you could ignore it. You know, you could just you could be self-centered, you could not worry about politics, you could not worry about culture or anything. That time isn't now. And it's not time to simply check out. Like, it's not time to simply become self-isolated and self-serving. We have to both heal ourselves in order to heal the world. And and that is the only way to go forward. Uh, you know, in more and more of my research, what I'm looking at is how the personal becomes political, how the personal becomes social and cultural. And, and you look at how these cycles play themselves out. Like, you can't afford to not work on yourself and to, to, to have a lot more introspection and questioning. So no, I haven't been okay. I, I feel better now. I've worked through it. I think I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of it, but no, this has not been easy. You know, um, well, one happy birthday, happy oh, belated. What a, what a great birthday. <laughs> what this a great one birthday was. was. Um, but you know, you are a student and a teacher of history and understand and try and provide for, for the rest of us some context around the parallels that we are seeing. And so I, I want to ask you, you know, you bring up Sarajevo. There are other times, I think, that we have been exposed to war and the horrors of war. There is something, though, Jared, that is different about this time. Yes. And so I want to give you the opportunity to tell us what are the parallels that you are seeing, but what are the differences that are really noticeable at this moment? Well, I'll go ahead and I'll start with this. Um, You know, watching this thing unfold, one thing that has to always be stated is that most of the world's crises, the really, really awful ones that that result in mass civilian casualties and, and, and people just absolutely suffering, it is a result of white patriarchal supremacy. I mean, like this entire situation that we're looking at now, and I'm not just talking about Israel, I'm talking about around the world. It is because of a hegemonic project that has been done in the service of patriarchal white supremacy. And and we have been told that this is the best of all worlds. Don't yep. even question this. Don't even expect something better. And meanwhile, what happens? It's one war and tragedy after another that happens because this project was flawed from the very beginning. And the same people who have benefited from it, white patriarchal men and the wealthy and the powerful, they have continued to fuck everything up. And whenever it happens, they they, they don't want to take responsibility and they're going to kill people and lead to more and more conflict. That's where authoritarianism comes from. It's whenever that old lie doesn't work anymore, right? And you can't convince people of it. So as a result, you have to make people believe it or you have to make, make people operate within it. That's what's happening right now. We're watching the American hegemonic empire decline. 
That's how this entire thing has taken place. And you cannot understand, first of all, we have to go ahead and acknowledge the people who are suffering right now. We have innocent Palestinians who are being killed by the hundreds every single day, if not the thousands, if it's one of the more tragic days. You have other people who don't feel secure in their life, in their homes, their property, any of those things. And by the way, that's not just Israel. That's around the world. Yep. This entire project was supposed to bring safety, stability, and prosperity, and it has failed, failed, failed. And after decades of American-led global leadership, this global machine that was built with stars and stripes but was actually done for corporations and the wealthy, mm. it is coming to its fruition. The problem is, and by the way, this has been the same thing in every major world war, and I don't just mean World War I or World War II. I mean, every major conflagration, everything from the Seven Years' War to the Thirty Years' War, what happens is the dominant power that has been in control for a long time, a bunch of other people say, we can do better than that, and now is the time for us to take over. In World War I, it was Germany saying that they needed more colonies, that they needed to be a world power, and so as a result, they struck out against uh, you know, the British, the French, you name it. In World War II, the Germans did it again. Right now, it's China, it's yep. Russia, it's yep. Iran, and it's all of these other countries, the so-called axes of resistance, whatever we want to call it. This situation that's happening in Israel, unfortunately, has been turned into a black and white situation. There's the good side and the bad side. And what are we missing? We're missing the innocent people at the heart of all of it who are suffering. America is going ahead and supporting Israel in not just atrocities, but a planned genocide within Gaza. And guess what? Russia and China are on the other side. They don't care about Palestinians. They don't care about innocent people suffering. They see this as a cudgel. And yep. the situation that yep. we're dealing with right now is that Iran, which has been used by Russia and China for its own purposes and for its own agenda, we now have a possibility that this situation that should have been avoided in the first place because the Palestinians should have had their own state and they should have had their own dignity from all of this. This situation is being turned into a receptacle that can grow and grow yep. and grow and push against American hegemony. Right now, every single day on, on in Lebanon, uh, in Syria, you name it, Yemen, wherever you want to look, this thing is being pressured. And I keep likening, likening it to the United States of America carrying around too many plates and too many glasses trying not to let any crash. Guess what? Eventually you carry too many of those things, they fall and they crash. Ukraine was a theater in this whole thing, and now Israel and Gaza is a theater in this whole thing. And we're not going to succeed if we keep playing this game. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. 
kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. It is, I mean, Jared, the way that you just laid this out and what I have been feeling and sensing and as somebody who is a student of history but is not a historian, is not, and I tell people this all the time as I engage in conversation around what is happening in Israel and Palestine, that I am not a foreign affairs uh, person. Uh, or expert, I am an expert in humanity, right? Um, And what I am seeing is exactly this proxy that is being set up, this new axis that is forming between these powers because America has been faltering for close to a decade at this point. For the last, for 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 the last eight years proper, right? We have been a backsliding democracy People have seen the fact that America, our government, has no idea what it's doing and is dealing with its own fascistic authoritarian rise. And so who are you then to be the authority to govern anything? And frankly, what you have put your hands on and put your money into has has resulted in so much more death than the story that we actually want to carry back and tell at home. And by the way, you would not have this rising axis if the United States of America didn't value power and profit over the dignity of human beings. Why is Vladimir Putin in power? Because the United States saw the ability to go ahead and turn Russia into an authoritarian capitalist paradise. He was absolutely our man on the inside. We didn't care how many people he killed. We didn't care what he did and what he did to normal human beings. With China, we were more than happy to go ahead and have their people work at slave wages and to take every other country around the world, whether it was Vietnam or Malaysia, and take those people and make them work for slave slave wages. We did that in order to build up corporate profits and power the entire time. America stumbled out of the starting gate of the quote unquote American empire. The first thing we did as, as everything ended in the 1940s is we said, Hey, Nazis, um, y'all know rockets. 
come on over. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. You know, you, you can go ahead and help us fight the USSR. We have compromised any espoused principles that we've had from the very beginning. The American hegemonic empire has been a villainous enterprise that's been hidden behind a ton of rhetoric about freedom and human dignity. Yep. And while that has happened, it's like a tooth. Like a tooth is fine for a while, but it decays and it decays and it decays until one day there's nothing left and it just falls out. And that's what has happened here. We have misplayed all of the quote unquote responsibility that we got in the, in, in the beginning. You look at everything from Vietnam to what we've done in South America. All of these decisions were to push corporate and wealth profits. That's it. And eventually over time, there's no base, there's no foundation. And then you reach a point where, again, Putin and China, all of these things that we use to our advantage. Now, all of a sudden you look around and you're like, what's going on? Why is this falling out of place? Why are we in this chaotic spot? And it's because America and its corporate donors and backers, the ones who have profited from this project, they put profit over human dignity every single time. White patriarchal supremacy does not work. And on top of that, it only destroys any moral or ethical leadership that you could possibly hope to find. And what happens? You come to the end of the American empire, the American empirical experiment. What do you do? And and I have to tell you, it's not supporting Israel as you're murdering children every single day. It doesn't work in terms of like creating these black and white paradigms. That plays into that. That does nothing but help Russia and China. The only thing we can do at this point is to take a long, hard look at ourselves, which is not our strength. Which I was going to say, I'm like, no, what America are you talking about? We, no, don't do, we don't do self-reflection. But I will say, I will say, and I don't know how you feel about it. I, I'm, I'm a veteran of the Iraq war buildup. I was organizing and protesting that back in 2003, one of the most frustrating and sad moments of my entire life. It's what radicalized me. It's what made me who I am. I'm amazed that as I turn on television stations, I am seeing warmongering. I am seeing uh, people apologize for atrocities and war crimes and call for genocide. You know who's not buying it? The American people. And people, yeah. The American people don't buy this shit. They're done with it. And that's part of the issue in all of this is that while America is stumbling empirically, the American people are waking up. And they don't want anything to do with this. And it shows in our labor. It shows in our politics. And the only problem I have with this, and I, I this is something I harp on, I want to let people know, like the more that democracy rises and actual populism rises, that's when the wealthy, I don't know, they start to sick the dogs on you. They start to, they start to really come after you. This story doesn't work. This push doesn't work. People are not buying it. And so as a result, the question is what happens from that? And that's what I'm keeping an eye on. You know, I think that what is really, what is both terrifying and gratifying at the same time is that there is a level of consciousness that is at play to the point that you just made, that the narrative, the narrative lie that we have been indoctrinated with about America and freedom and justice and welcoming and what is carved into our statues has never been at the center of our policies, nope. whether they are domestic or are foreign. Because money, right, as Wu-Tang had said, cash rules everything around me, right? And that collection of greed, which is also a part that fuels white supremacy because white supremacy is fueled by greed, Absolutely. right? And is fueled by power. Right. And so you have this idea that the story, people are starting to question the story, which is why they're starting to ban the books. Right. They ban the books and they rewrite curriculum because too many people are saying, wait a minute, 
this doesn't seem to jive right. This doesn't really make sense. And so when you have a president, which, my God, Biden right now, his poll numbers, right, which I always say on this show, I don't take a lot of stock in poll numbers, but let me tell you something. When you drop well below 40%, right, in the last two fucking weeks, because you are just in lockstep with a homicidal, like, fascist who is Netanyahu that his own goddamn people don't like him. Hate. His own people hate him. The hostages that are being released are saying, you failed us. Yep. Right? And are telling the story, and you got Fox News breaking away from that coverage because let us not tell the truth. I feel like we are at... The breaking of the breaking point, Jared, where too for for the for the power players, too many people are awake. For people like you and me, not enough people are awake. And I'm just wondering, as you are watching these parallels play out with our history and what we've always known to be true with the coexisting with the reality that people are waking up to. What do you think about the American project and 2024? Because all of this is the backdrop to that. Well, first of all, what you just put your finger on couldn't be more right. I was writing about this in uh, my book, American Rule, and then the Midnight Kingdom. Again, it's the noble lie. It's a, it's a platonic idea that you know you have to tell people a story about how society works so that they'll believe in it. And eventually what happens is the noble lie loses its power. Because guess what? You don't, you don't have to write books. You don't have to host podcasts. You don't have to be an expert to look around and say, shit doesn't work. Everybody in America recognizes it now. Like, and, and that's across all political stripes. Our politics are actually right now an expression of everybody being dissatisfied with what's going on. It just so happens with how do they blame? Who mm-hmm. do they blame yep. for it, right? Yep. Are they going to blame corporations? Are they going to blame uh, Donald Trump? Are they going to blame you know Jewish people? Are they going to blame conspiracies? Whatever it is. Everybody right now knows it. And guess what happens whenever a major power, the noble lie, starts to flicker? You got to find a new noble lie. You're either going to lose all that power, which happened with the the British Empire, and it's important in this conversation to understand that capitalism is a parasite. It jumps from host to host. It wasn't always like America wasn't always at the head of the table. It left Great Britain and came to America, and it has sucked a lot of blood, and it's ready to go. It's either going to have like an authoritarian system, or it's going to go looking for one in, I don't know, say China, right? Like those are those are the stakes right now. The question is whether or not we can wrestle this thing under control. I personally, and I I don't know how you feel about it, I look at 2024 at this point, man, is it starting to look a lot like a 1968. It's starting to look a lot like a, a populist movement that is active for social revolution, for economic revolution, and guess what? It's fed up with everybody. And, and I got to tell you, um, you know, there have been some moments in all this where Joe Biden has come out and said something. I've been like, well, that's almost reasonable. But guess what? I also see a husk of a president. I see a person who isn't capable of this. I see a person. And by the way, more than ever, we need a bridge to the future. We need an alternate vision of how the future should feel as opposed to how it feels right now. He is not the man to do that. And quite frankly, I keep telling people this and, and I don't want to be right about this. 
if you came back from November of 2024 and told me that either Joe Biden or Donald Trump didn't survive to November, I would not be shocked. Like, this is a weird moving situation that is changing. Actually, not even by the month. It's changing by the day. Day. By the day. And I got to tell you, there, there is nothing that I see in developing news that tells me, like, we're in October 2023. There is no way in hell that October of 2024 looks anything like October I- 2023. Oh, my God. And this yeah. thing is gathering. And, and right now, there are a lot of bets that I would put on the table. Like from what I'm seeing and how these things usually play out, um, there are a lot of things that I'm anticipating. And by the way, they're getting checked off. And that that worries me. But at the same time, one thing that I've learned looking at history is that nothing changes if there isn't tension. I've told people for years, I said, I think it's going to get better. But you need to understand that 2016 was bad, but things are going to get a whole lot worse than 2016. And they are. This, this is going to be a tribulation is what it's going to be. But I do, I do have hope. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You know, I will say this to your point about 1968, too. It was a revolutionary year. It was a revolutionary time. It was also one of the bloodiest. Absolutely. Um, And I have been saying on this show since the beginning of this show 
that things will in fact get better, but they will get bloodier before then. And that's just, you know, the reality. So final thoughts for 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 you. Well, I just real fast on that note, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, you know, I don't want to blow up your 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 airing schedule, but we're taping this on uh I believe it's Thursday. I, I it's a hard it's a hard thing <laughs> Who knows, keeping Jared? Kept. Who knows? We're taping this on October 26th. And last night uh um what from all terms, we can see a right-wing authoritarian extremist uh, went into a bunch of places in Maine and killed, at last count, you know, dozens of people. You know, you just said 1960; it was bloody. People remember that because of bombings. They remember, yeah. you know, they remember that era because there were bombings. They remember that era because, of course, you know, things like Kent State. People do not want to look at the fact that mass shooting in this country is asymmetrical terrorism. Like mm. there has been a lot of blood spilled in this country over the past few years. People don't want to admit it. They want to say, oh, it's lone nuts. It's people off their meds. It's people, you know, that aren't well. No, this is political terrorism. And it's been happening left and right. And and you can't look at any of this stuff without seeing it. If you're being honest with yourself, with an open heart and open mind, you're absolutely right. Next year and this year are, I mean, already incredibly bloody. It is going to be a hard time. I mean, even since we started recording this, I, I, I'm going to have to go and check and see what's happening in Israel right now. You know, like it, it changes hour by hour. This this conflict can consistently uh, switches. The problem is that America, again, it just it, it, it is incapable of actual introspection and putting things into context in order to learn from them. The American people, however, are different. And, yeah. and all people are different. I don't care if they're Palestinian or Israeli or the uh, American. When you stop looking at those nations and you start looking at human beings, we deserve to be free. We have dignity. Yep. And we, we start to piece things together after a while. All of us do. And when that happens, that's when the hammer starts to come down. But I, I am incredibly hopeful that it is a precarious, weird time. And I can think of nobody better to be in conversation with and a comrade in uh, in this than you, my friend, Jared Yates Sexton. Thank you, as always, so much. Um, we will bring you back more for these conversations because they are needed um, for joining Woke AF. Always appreciate you. Can we do this on like a sunny Friday at some <laughs> point? Can we talk about like what we're doing for the weekend? Like, can yeah. we get there at some point? That would be lovely. I would love that. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as 
an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of MagicalNegrosFilm.com to get tickets now. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.